We continue this December month-long bundle binge of holiday-themed shows here on Kicking Out at Two with a special Hanukkah edition of Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenmuth, and joining me, my my, my co-host, my good buddy, uh, my resident Jew here on Kicking Out at Two, Dennis Levy. What's up, man? Hey, chillin', chillin'. I'm excited about this um, podcast. It's going to be a fun one. Happy uh, Hanukkah, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, sir. And yes, Happy New thank Year. you, thank you. Um, so before we get into the the, the the Hanukkah theme and the format, um, because I'm not Jewish, and although you would think that with my last yeah, name Rosenbluth, yeah, that's like Dave Rosenbluth is like the like the dusty finish of of, of the Jewish community. It really you is. Know what I mean, I'm like you, you. You look at me on the surface, you think I'm Jewish. That's like. A guy winning a non-title match and not being the champion, you know what I mean? But um, so talk to me a little bit about some of your Hanukkah traditions over the years with your family. All right, that uh, so it was um, we we were funny that uh, that uh, that um, us levy said that we were like uh, we half our family was like really really religious and all the half was. Not so much. And I was mm-hmm. part of the not so much. Okay. That, 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 so we always made it, when we were like together, we yeah. always made it a, um, a compromise. That, 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 that the ones that weren't so religious, that we'll meet them halfway. And the other ones that were super religious, that, that they, were, they wouldn't be so intense. So, mm-hmm. so, so like you go to some of these Jewish houses like for Hanukkah or like uh, these other Jewish holidays, mm-hmm. it's like really intense and really serious. Yeah. And then you go to some of the other Jews that didn't really practice that much. It was, it was totally relaxed. Okay. We're like right down the middle. Okay. So, so we did the menorah. Yep. And we did the prayers. We didn't do the eight days of gifts. We did one day. Okay. We did, we did one day. did one day. And okay. what normally happens too, if, if you were a part of a Jewish family, right? I mean, some of these lawyer, the, the, the lawyer family and then like, you know, the doctors, uh, the doctors and the used car salesmen, <laughs> like, 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 like owners. Uh, that 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 yeah, you got these big eight days. Yeah, you got your Sega Genesis, and then you got you know your TV and whatever. We got one big day. Okay. Uh, that that like, and so my favorite club, my, my favorite uh, president of all time per se was I uh, got a uh, Ken Griffey Jr. signed glove. That oh, was wow. Yeah, that was sick. That's pretty cool. That was pretty okay. cool. Now, um, obviously, all the levies are older. How's uh? How's the Hanukkah celebrations uh, in in the Levy family? Oh, it's not it's nothing. Yeah, it, that that and we have a compromise as well now too. We come with gifts. Mm-hmm. You only get a gift if you give a gift. The kid, the kid not, the kids not, are a different yeah, story. the kids are a different story. Yeah. We're talking about the adults. You got nieces and nephews. Yeah, yeah, right? that, yeah. That that, that uh, most of them now. I can I feel this is gonna make me feel old. My oldest nephew now is now 23 years old. Stop. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Yeah, 1997. The only person to this day that, 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 that uh, I know it sounds weird because he's my nephew and whatever. No, I'm not from Stafford, Connecticut. I don't do incest. <laughs> and that, 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 but he was the first person that I ever had, had. I'm like, this is love at first sight. I'm like, I love this. I love this human being. Yeah. Like, I will die for this human being. Well, yeah, that was twenty three years. That's how ago. I kind of felt with my with, yeah. with with my first niece born. I mean, yeah. obviously, I love my you know I have three nieces currently. Um, I, I love all my my first niece, you know, uh, Zach's daughter, my brother Zach's daughter. I mean, I just fell in love with her, and we have her over the house, and you know, uh, from time to time, and she's just she's just a joy to be around. Like I would, you know, that that old saying, like you you know, 
run in front of a bullet for her. like yeah. uh, you know I, I would do that but um, well, well I was trying to get at yeah yeah I'm sorry that that uh no I, you know me I always go off the rails yeah, so do uh, I. That, that uh but um I was trying to get at that that uh if you're gonna if you're gonna give someone a gift you yeah. gotta tell them in advance because then they'll give you one as well so okay. they won't look like a fucking asshole yeah. If I'm gonna yeah, get I like, if I'm gonna get like my sister, if I see something like I know my sister mentioned like like, like we always do the Cape Cod vacations, right? That's where we get and like and she would mention, uh, oh that perfume that's on display. That's like my favorite per- perfume. You put down the Rolodex. You'd be like, all right, uh, I'm getting uh, that 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 for my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that uh, perfume. Now I announce it. Like, hey, I got your gift this year. Is it that that? So if we get a gathering and I give you a gift, you won't you won't go up it. At the beginning, you won't look like a total like a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 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 have you had a, and you know, not, you know, this is a wrestling podcast, so I have to ask the question: Were there any wrestling related gifts that you had received or given at Hanukkah? Because you know, you told me, you know, your, that's, sis- that's your sisters. That's a great were, question. Your sisters were, you know, wrestling fans at one point, and you know, you kind of carried on. Like, is this something that you've, you know, uh, you you can recall that you you may have gotten at Hanukkah? I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to think. That that um, I know for my bar mitzvah. I did get a couple of wrestling games. Okay. For for the Sega Genesis. Okay. That was like the greatest day of my life. I'm telling you, it was my bar mitzvah. That that uh, got Sega Genesis, like a state of the art TV, all these fucking games for the Genesis. Damn. Oh, it was, it was sick, dude. It was a good day. It was absolutely good, good sick. Day to become a man. It really was. <laughs> In the it really was. Alone. And dude, like 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 you get the cash too. It was like like the closest thing to like an Italian wedding. For, for the Jews, mitzvah? it's a bar mitzvah. Okay. A bar mitzvah is even more... envelopes Yeah. It's even... I'm telling you, you make more money, more gifts during your bar mitzvah than, than during your wedding. That's, okay. that, that, that's not even, like, debatable either. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, I mentioned earlier that, you know, on the surface, you look at me, you know, last name, Rosenbluth, and you think I'm Jewish. Well, this is an interesting tale, okay? This is like... This is... If, if Vince Russo booked this... This this happening, this occurrence, um, it, it would it would be very plausible. So, my grandfather, my dad's biological father, who I had never met because he died when my dad was twelve, he grew up in a Jewish home, but he was never bar mitzvahed. And I guess in that time, and you may correct me if I'm wrong here, but this was the explanation I was given during that period of time. If you were not bar mitzvahed, you were not a man and you were technically not Jewish. And I guess they didn't celebrate the holidays much either. They just kind of had the last name. So when he married my grandmother, who was Catholic, my grandmother, they didn't celebrate any of the Jewish holidays. My grandfather would celebrate Christmas and Easter and, you know, all the Catholic holidays. So that was the explanation as to why, with a Jewish last name, I'm not Jewish. Now, ironically enough, my grandmother remarried when my grandfather passed away. My dad's stepfather came into the picture. My grandfather, the grandfather I knew when, you know, growing up. And he was Jewish. He practiced the faith, you know. Um, But growing up, we didn't celebrate Hanukkah, but we recognized it for him because we were Catholic. And he would obviously celebrate Christmas with us. He was a very selfless person. He would, you know, he would, he, he didn't, he, I wouldn't say he kept his holidays private, like as a Jewish person, but he, he didn't push it on 
on any of us. So we did Rosh Hashanah dinner, and I think we did Passover once when we were kids and stuff like that. And I remember at their house, we, you know, they had the menorah, and I think they would do some sort of like Hanukkah ritual type dinner at their house. Um, but it wasn't like pushed on any of us Rosenbluth boys. So that's to the best of my recollection um, when it comes to my time with Hanukkah. Um, now, let's get to the theme here. So we're talking about religion, which is like one of the things like I swore I would never do on this <laughs> podcast. But I'm trying to bring things full circle. It goes hand in know, hand. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. You know, it's 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 the month of December, and you know we're 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 you know we're we're trying to incorporate the holidays. In the last few years, in the month of December, I've kind of incorporated the Christmas theme, and uh, you know I'm st- I still you know plan to do that, um, but. Um, Hanukkah, you know, I thought that'd be interesting and, you know, a cool way to incorporate it with wrestling. So what I did with you, Dennis, through text message, I said, uh, give me eight wrestlers, particularly Jewish. I looked up who these eight were. I gave you 10, but I'm going to have you choose eight. Um, and I want you to personally give each one a gift for each night of Hanukkah. And it could be anything. It could be, let's say, you know, you're going to give, you know, Joe Blow the art of cutting a better promo. Or, you know, I'm going to give you the victory in the match that you should have won at WrestleMania 12 or something like that. You know what I mean? So just along those lines and, you know, try to stay true to the Hanukkah theme. I'm Absolutely. Sure you, I'm sure you will. Um, so uh, before we do any of that, of course, all of you out there on social media, I'd like for all of you to give us some of your Hanukkah memories. If you do celebrate um, Hanukkah, if you are Jewish and, uh, and and practice the faith and how it pertains to pro wrestling. Did you get any cool wrestling gifts for Hanukkah? Did you give any cool wrestling gifts for Hanukkah? Uh, hit us up on social media, right on the wall. Drop a DM, whatever you want to do both facebook and twitter facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two as well as our twitter handle at kicking out two um let's get into it let's start it all um, right so let's start off with probably the most famous jewish wrestler of all time in my opinion oh well yeah, i i now go out to wrestle a little bit okay like, like, hit me like a sack of potatoes okay like a like a bolt and lightning here who Jew- do we Jewish consider li- Jewish lightning? Jewish lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I who, had to get that out there. Who, Sorry. who would you consider the most the most famous Jewish wrestler of all time? Because I was going to instantly just go with Goldberg. I, but, I, but 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 would you say Macho Man? I didn't know he was Jewish until I you know looked. I know that I, I I I truth be told, did I know it instantly from from years and years ago? No, but it was Lenny Popo. Uh, th- 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 I was watching him do a, um, a shoot interview like 10 years ago, maybe even longer. Okay. But where, where he's mentioning and him and Macho Man are Jewish. I did. You see, I didn't know that until I looked this list up recently. There's a lot of guys in the, like, I, so I gave you 10 names. We're going to go through eight. Let's eliminate the two names you don't think or don't, would not like to discuss. Oh, uh, right off the bat, Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes? Okay, yeah. so you, I didn't so know he was Jewish. Getting, he's until not, he's yeah. not getting a gift for Hanukkah. No. Uh, no. Okay. I, I didn't even know he was Jewish. Same here. Didn't know that either. So that's Michael Hayes. That's one. Michael Hayes, you will not get a gift from Dennis J. Levy for Hanukkah this year. And who's the second? Okay, that's what I'm trying to think. I could tell you I know. Like, like when you think of Jewish wrestlers, right? You think of Barry Horowitz. He's going to get a gift. Um, Paul Heyman, he's going to get a gift. Um one of my favorites, Kurt Angle, definitely going to get a gift. Okay. Here's one I didn't know either. K-1. 
Kevin Nash is Jewish? I didn't know that either. So, yeah, he's off the list. All right, so Kevin Nash and Michael Hayes are off the list. I gave you 10. We're going to go with yep. eight, representing eight nights of Hanukkah. So, all right, let's let, let's start it off. You so All right, well, before we start it off, so you thought, what, Goldberg or Randy Savage were probably the two that... Yeah. I thought Goldberg immediately, unfortunately, just because of the last name Goldberg. No, no, it's, it's true. It's a very common yeah. Jewish last name, so I thought, like, that's easily the, the, you know, like him, and then, like, Barry Horowitz was the second one that came to mind. Didn't yeah. think Savage, didn't think Michael Hayes, didn't think Kevin Nash, um, there were, you know, didn't think Kane who's on this list, and we'll discuss him in a few minutes. But, yeah, um, I would, I, I, Savage is probably the most popular, Yeah, I would guess you could say, as is, is a um, you know a, a, a Jewish wrestler. But, um, all right, so give me your first wrestler and what gift you would give I'll them. Go, I'm giving Goldberg. Okay. And my gift to him is, I don't care. Uh, I'm assuming that I'm a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. Okay. I can give whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah give I'll, whatever you want. That, that, uh. That that uh, I'm, I'm sending Goldberg to the best wrestling school so, so he can really learn the trade. Okay. But that 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 uh, right, yes, I get further. it. Let's, let's I get this. that he's he's over like Grover. People, uh, there's some uh, uh, there. Well, granted, here's the thing. If once you have like that base, like those two bases where you really loved and you really hated, mm-hmm. you know there's something wrong. Like, like why do really people hate me? But you motherfucker can't wrestle. Yeah. That, that he botches, nearly killed the Undertaker. Fucking uh, Bret Hart. the Bret Hart incident. Yeah. That that uh, that that uh, that if you watch the shoot interviews, of people like the one person I don't want to wrestle is Goldberg. Broke my ribs, whatever. Yeah. And it was like everybody. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. That so, the, the guy that uh, well, granted. WCW, all they wanted was ratings and views, and they saw this fucking killer that, that, that they didn't give a shit. Yeah. No. Um, that motherfucker needed, needed to go to wrestling school. He, yeah. They, well, they, you know, he was... I guess you could say he was a victim of his own success. I mean, he was he was put out there too early in terms of his skill in the ring. Like he caught on pretty quickly with the limited move set that he had. You know, the spear, the jackhammer, a couple of power slams. Like that did it, and that's what got him over. And yes, I get it. In wrestling, you have to evolve as a character um, in order to stay relevant. But you know, if he was trying to evolve with his move set. It wasn't coming across very well because, like you said, he was hurting people. And even to this day, like, you know, almost killing Undertaker in Saudi Arabia last year. The the, the, the kick to Bret Hart's head that ended his in-ring career. I mean, um, you know, and, and it's no disrespect to Goldberg, the human being. I know that, like, a lot of people have been very critical of those incidents and his work. And so um, he, ta- he kind of takes it personal. But, I mean, come on. Like, you know, like gotta be a little safer than that so where would you send them i mean you said a wrestling i don't school. killing kowalski or something kowalski, that, that, okay. that, uh, just killer kowalski the harley race had a wrestling school at one point um just anything but the power plant actually you know what though, I, I it's funny that that, that, that that i shouldn't say that because i've got there's some i'm sorry i, I when no, i watch these two no no i'm, I'm apologizing to the kicking out of two audience that 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 that, that uh maybe because because I give I try to give reference to, to, to like what I, what, I, what I heard what it's I, right. I smoke so much fucking pot when I watch these tune interviews I'm just I like don't I do I watch these I watch these I watch watch these shoot interviews like two in the morning and I'm just like and I'm high as fuck and I'm just like wow that's interesting <laughs> but I don't remember like who said it or whatever but anyway I heard the power plant was actually a cool place to actually was a rather good good place to like to learn wrestling yeah I believe uh, Terry Taylor Jody Hamilton um 
uh, Sergeant uh, Buddy Lee Parker. Those were the guys down there training. Um, the, the the guys, I believe Canyon at one point had a significant role at the power plant, even though he Canyon. was a talent. Um, he, he played a significant role. I mean, they helped make, you know, DDP go from being, you know, a mediocre performer into one of the, the, the greatest of all time from his in ring. I mean, granted, he had to do the work, but, you know, they, they played a big part in, in helping him. By the way, we might have to look this up. I think Canyon's Jewish. Think he is okay. I'm 50-50. Okay. No, I don't. Know. Anyway, we'll look that up later. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but that's a 50-50 shot there. All right. But, so we got so we got Goldberg on the list here. Goldberg, uh, the gift of Gold- attending wrestling school, absolutely. Courtesy of Dennis J. Lee. Absolutely. Right. Give me your give me your next guy and what. All you're right. For so this time. is one of my favorite Jewish people of all Jewish wrestling people of all time. I I would actually say for my preference and my wrestling, no one's not gonna be shocked about this. Because I'm a big ECW guy, Raven. Yes. Uh, uh, that, that, uh, what would I would give Raven? I would give him a valid tag team partner when he went to the WWE. That, 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 he had no shot going over as a single. He really didn't. He had no shot the way Vince thought of him. The only way he was going to go over is they gave him a tag team partner. That, 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 that. Now, well, now we got to think of who's that guy. That, that, um, that if I could, in a perfect world... Doesn't get paralyzed. I would give him draws. Draws was getting That's over. That's an interesting pick. I like that. Draws was getting over. They had the same look. That that that, that uh, he was both really good wrestlers. I like that. I think them two together would have like been that. over big time. I do. You know what? I like that. And it's funny that you bring up Raven's run in WWE uh, when he had returned in the fall of 2000, which was you know just about over 20 years ago, and. Uh, there's a story out there, and I don't know how true this is, but there's a story out there that the company had hired Raven, and I believe Jim Ross was working in talent relations. He was the one that was hiring. And um, The story out there was that they hired Raven, and Raven, I don't know if it was his first time back at, at, at television or at a pay-per-view, but I, I believe he made his debut at the Unforgiven 2000 pay-per-view. He helped Taz defeat Jerry Lawler, and they put those two together, which I thought was fucking silly. You know, I, it, it seemed like any kind of any of the ECW guys that were in WWE, they just kind of associated the ECW guys yeah. with them, with the exception, of course, of like the Dudleys who were a tag team and stuff like that. But they always seemed to lump the ECW guys. Oh, we'll just put him in the hardcore division. He's from ECW. So, um, you know, they put Raven with, with, with Taz, which I didn't really care for to begin with. Um, but uh, the story I heard was was that when Raven made his debut, he was backstage and Vince saw him. And Raven went over and said hello. And Vince just kind of, you know, hi, how are you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and they knew each other, obviously, because, yeah. you know, he worked in the WWF as Johnny Polo at yeah. one point in the, in the mid-90s. In the early 90s. And later, Vince went to either JR or Bruce Pritchard or someone and said, when did we hire Johnny Polo back? He had no idea that they had hired him to bring him back. Now, this is I don't know how true this story is, but I've heard the story make the rounds and shoot interviews and other you know, podcasts over the years. Um, so it's interesting that you, you bring that up because... You know, if it's true, Vince didn't even know who he was and what to do with him, per se. So, um, yeah, I think they, I mean, they, Raven's one of those guys that, you know, I know you're a big ECW guy, and I became a big fan of Raven 
not knowing he was in ECW until they did that ECW invasion of Monday Night Raw, like in the 90s. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's cool. And he just had that like grungy kind of look. And he was like this, this, you know, outcast. And I just thought it worked so well. And, you know, WCW, I wouldn't say they, they dropped the ball with him, but um, they didn't do right by him. I feel like, you know, he had a lot of potential to be a, a big guy, a big name. I'm not saying he would have been the main event every night, but they I, th I feel like they could have done more with him. And definitely the WWF, WWE too. Uh, but Raven and Draws sounds very interesting. It almost sounds like it would be like an early formation of like Raven's like flock or like, exactly, a, like a group. Yeah. Like, and Draws would be like that first kind of like disciple, so to speak, to, to Raven. That's very interesting. I like that. Um you know what? I'd have to go with you. Yeah, I think Raven, yeah, definitely needs a tag team partner in WWE because, like you said, a singles run, maybe the hardcore division. I mean, he had a hardcore division run, but I definitely, like, when but I was I younger, I pictured Raven wrestling Austin and The Rock, like, stupid me. Like, and then I couldn't get out of my own way when they put him in the hardcore division. I was like, oh, well, they'll eventually get him up to the main event. And I, didn't, I realized not long after that that they weren't going to do anything significant with him. But, um,. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that pick. That that, that sounds pretty cool. You know cool. where I thought Raven was going to be, though? Uh, seriously. I thought he was going to be on with Ridge Ramon, like the, like the guardian of the gate. Like, like, like you, be, you beat him, the gate's open, you're going to main event status. Yeah. I thought that was going to be Raven's thing. And, and, of course, he was just jobber to the stars. Yeah. You know what I thought had potential was when they did that stalker angle with Undertaker's wife at the time. And I oh, thought Raven would have been perfect. I for thought that. Raven was going to be that guy. I thought because Raven, I think he wasn't on TV, or yeah. he, they 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 didn't really have a whole lot going on with him. And I thought like, oh, this would be perfect. Like Raven stalks her, and then maybe he'll try to recruit her to his little group. And like, obviously, you know, they gave us DDP, and and you know that you know got over like a fart in church. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Raven with a tag team partner draws. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I like that. I like that. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one here. All right, so I'm going Barry Horowitz. All right. And excuse me if I sound like a broken record, because you know what I would do with him? I would give him Hakushi, and I would make them a tag team, and I would have gave them a tag team championship run. That, that, that I love that tag team, and they did nothing with them. They were hilarious. They were both getting over, and then they just stopped it. And and, the, the, and who is Barry Horowitz like like really main attraction feud of all time? Skip, skip the body donuts. Skip the body donuts. And what did what happened to Skip and, and the body donuts? They 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 got um um Pritchard that 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 uh Doctor Tom Pritchard. Tom, yeah. yeah, Tom Pritchard. Zip zip. Yeah, they became tag team champions. Yep. Then two could have had a feud. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool. They, they could have been like the like 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 yeah they had their feud as as as, as solo. Now let's do it as a as, yeah. as a tag team and let's let's like hot potato a, the titles. That would have been a good like like especially based off of the finish at SummerSlam that year when Barry Horowitz got his first major victory on pay per view against Skip. It was Hakushi that did that little run in at the end to distract to distract Skip and then Barry Horowitz would roll him up for the victory. And I remember watching that. We ordered that pay per view and. I always remembered Barry Horowitz as the job guy. Of course, he yeah. was, you know, getting beat up by everyone on a weekly basis. And the underdog story made you care about Barry Horowitz to a, to a degree. And um, 
I remember that was probably one of the earliest memories of me actually caring about um, someone that was like a like a, a job guy, an enhancement talent, and they did such a good job making you want to see him fight from within and fight fight from underneath to get that victory over Skip. That with that finish, when Hakushi comes in, that's when Sonny could have said, "You know what? Like you need help. I'm gonna get you someone. I'm, I, I know the guy. I, I know the guy that's gonna you know help you, and we'll we'll, we'll get our revenge." And that that's that, that sounds like a good uh, that sounds like a good gift for Barry Horowitz. I, I know like a lot of people would be good like, oh, get life insurance or. or or health insurance, you know, <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, but but I wanted like I was thinking like how do I get Barry Horowitz like over? And again, it was not gonna be his body type. Actually, I like his ring work, work a lot. When when they said okay, you can wrestle this guy Barry, mm-hmm. it was a good match. Yeah, that that then uh, he had a an, an, uh, he had a good drop kick. That 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 uh, his like his rollovers were were solid and tight, and they, yep. they weren't botches and. That that uh, he he was good. He really was. He was he a good did wrestler. His job well. Yeah. yeah, he was a good like you know like chicken shit enhancement heel. Um, didn't play the baby face a ton, um, but uh, you know he and it's funny too because you know he made a career out of being an enhancement talent. Um, I remember watching an episode of Superstars that he was on, and I forget who beat him, but he beat him pretty good he got beat pretty good and then you know six seven hours later i watched wcw saturday night and he's on the other show yep. getting destroyed by god knows who staying or i think you know, I, barry windham or whoever I, so. I, I might be having the mandela effect here but i think i remember that same i think me and you watched the same current events that 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 uh because i think that's what happened i i'm quite sure i could even try to Try try to pinpoint the matches. See, I couldn't. I think I, I I think he beat Hakushi on Superstars. Then he got his ass destroyed to the Undertaker on the same day. I think that's what it was. Interesting. Okay. See, I don't remember, but I just remember that like that's, sometimes that's, sometimes he would you know you would see the, some of these enhancement talents, especially Barry Horowitz, on both shows. Um, the, 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 the taping schedules might have been, you know, worked out so that... I like, take it back. It was Triple H. Okay. It was... Tri- uh, the, the, anyway, what the, uh, that, that, uh, that, that, uh, I'm quite sure it was Triple... He lo- loses to Triple H, but then because of Skip's interference, he beat Hakushi early on. That started the course there. Hakushi's hatred for Skip, for Skip and, you know, an enemy of the enemy to friend. So it's Hakushi and, and Bear Hawkins, yeah. yeah. That's you know what now now I'm starting to think about it yeah because I think it was Barry Horowitz that got a, a like a like a, either a quick roll up or like a count out victory over over Hakushi because Skip got involved because he was trying to get at Barry yeah so now I remember and then that caused Hakushi to do the run in at SummerSlam and and uh, you know cost you know uh, skip the match but yeah Barry Horowitz Hakushi tag team I could see them getting like a small like transitional underdog tag team run like they get an upset win over. Of course, that'd be the the Bandana. The body Donna. Yeah, you give Bandana the titles. Yeah, and and then like you know on a, on a Raw main event, yeah, yeah, Barry Horowitz and Hakushi win. The place would have exploded. 
I, yeah, you know, that's not a bad idea. That's not, you're, you're on a roll. You're on a roll today, you know, when it comes to uh, the, these gifts. So, yeah, so, so far, Goldberg's Goldberg's going to get the gift of going to wrestling yep. school. Raven's going to get the gift of a tag team partner in the WWE in the form of Draws, having not been paralyzed a year prior. And Barry Horowitz is going to get the gift of Hakushi as a tag team partner with a tag team championship yep, run. So, you're absolutely. technically giving him two gifts here. But no, I no, but see, he already had Hakushi. As a tag team partner, but they didn't do nothing with them. Okay. I'm saying they're going to... Tag team title run. The tag team title Tag team title run. I can Obviously, they're going to drop the titles, yeah. you know, two months later to, to, to Legion of Doom or something. Yeah, but, smoking but, guns. Yeah, smoking whatever. guns, yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right. So that's three down. So we got five more to go. Give me your next... Uh, your, your next reset. All right, so on, let's on, go... On the, on the fourth day of Hanukkah, our wrestler is... Uh, it's going to be uh, not a wrestler, but a promoter, okay. Paul Heyman. All right. And what I'm going to get Paul Heyman, an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad, right, Dave? If you only had, like, seriously, if you only had good... Uh, he had good... good when, I, when I say good surrounding people, yes, he had good wrestlers. And he might have even had good promoters because the way they promoted it or whatever, they did a good job of getting, like... You You're talking about his time in ECW. Yeah, ECW. Okay. Cause, because it, it, it boggles my mind. Because I'm not the only one that saw this. Like, like, like when you hear Tommy Dreamer do, do like shoot interviews or like even like the Rise and Fall of ECW, whatever. Yeah. They all say, we're the only company in the history to have a sold out crowd and go under. Yeah. If he had good hire or like pe- people that know money and business structure and... Yep. and like, you know, and an accountant, you yeah. know what I mean? ECW could be could be run for a guy that's all... Take that a cockroach of a federation, uh, uh, TNA, you know what I mean? Yep. That, those motherfuckers should have name last two years, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they figured it out. They yep. had good people. They, they like... They, people they, like they, management. Yeah, they're mean, better. yeah. Yeah. An accountant. Well, yeah, that fits. I mean, Christ, you know. That's it, someone it, that, it, like, new business. His like, history is well known, you know, when it comes to when it comes to handling money or mismanaging it, I should say. It's got to be like seriously the saddest story of, of my my opinion, not excluding deaths and rapes or whatever. Like the saddest story in wrestling for me is ECW by far. That, that it was a it was a good product. It was a good. That I think my opinion the best alternative to WWF is that that, that in my WCW lifetime even uh, that the WWE WWF WCW too because they that, were. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I. I think. No, they were. They I were don't consider them a turn. I really don't. I think they were the same product. Just well, WCW, WCW. Yeah. No, but I'm saying ECW was a good alternative to WWF. That me? Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. I'm sorry. But, but I thought they were like the best alternative wrestling, to, to, to like the mainstream. Even though they technically were mainstream. But, yeah. But but you know that that the image was we weren't in mainstream. So follow us. Yeah. Join the you join join the, uh, the you know the movement the revolution. Yeah. That is ECW and. They just had people who, other than they, Paul Heyman gave certain like power to people or like you know hire people who like knew how to how to run a successful business. God knows how long that that that, that they could be. In my opinion, I think they could be still on till today. But do you think that the type of product that they had could have survived today? The hardcore, ultra violent style of wrestling. That's interesting. If here's the thing. And I know, uh, and, 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 and well, it's only rumors. I know it wasn't like private rooms or nothing. So I don't know one hundred percent, but I know people uh, like like uh, networks like HBO and Showtime wanted a wrestling product. Mm-hmm. If the, if ECW 
and like HBO partnered up, they could do whatever the fuck they want. They, they could have had literally Francine and Don Marie just be naked in the ring. You know what I mean? And 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 just blood squirting out everywhere. That that uh, in and I think it would have been popular as all hell. You put a, you put them on back to back. You have ECW. Then next was uh, what's that sex show? I don't know if Choking cat, the cat house. Not, or whatever. One of those. Like, yeah, Cassie, yeah, back to back. You have your violence. You have your violence, and then you have your sex. Back to back. So it would have been like a late night program. Exactly. On HBO. That's interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, when it comes to the 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 success of ECW, I think they would have had a hard time on a on a large scale with their product to make it. Um, an alternative like an HBO or a Showtime where you can put them in a time slot. It's a pay, but it's a paid channel too. At the same time, I don't know how long it would have lasted, but I mean, I think it would have been a little. I think it would have been able to acclimate in that environment of like late night programming on HBO. Um, but I don't know how long that would have lasted. Um, back to Heyman just for a second here. When it comes to you know needing an accountant and the gift that you are giving him. I mean, there's millions of stories about things that he would do on a shoestring budget to, um, to, to help the brand, so to speak. Um, having guys falsify, you know, um, work visas and, and, and things like that. Or, you know, uh, um, I think there's a famous story, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho told, I believe it was on the ECW Rise and Fall DVD, that uh, Paul Heyman was supposed to fly him out. and Or maybe it was RVD. It might have been RVD. Someone, Paul Heyman was supposed to fly a talent out. And in order to save a couple of bucks... He had the he had the, the 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 individual talent call the airline to tell them that their mother or their sister had died so they can get the bereavement pay the bereavement fee for flying out so just to save a few dollars I mean that's that's that, greasy yeah that, that that's that's greaseball promoter <laughs> shit right there um, I once heard a story and I don't know how true it is but I once heard a story that uh, towards the end of ECW, New Jack was owed money by Paul Heyman, and um, he had gone to Paul about something, and, you know, when, regarding money, they had their differences, and it was at Paul's house, or Paul's parents' house in, in New York, that New Jack either saw or it was led to believe that they were hiding money literally in a mattress and he had spilled his guts on a number of shoot interviews that you know any of the money that he was owed was somewhere stuffed in a mattress in, in Paul Heyman's parents house um, but yeah he definitely he spread himself too thin he didn't rely on as many people as he should have um, mismanaging finances you know the the the, the the big narrative was blank checks and, you know, or bounce checks, I should say, and paying guys but not having the funds and shit like that. And, um, but yeah, if there's any gift that Paul Heyman, but, but not just needing an accountant, but like he also needed good people to surround himself with that were able to 
that he could trust that were able to filter out his ideas too. Um, you know, he relied on guys like Tommy Dreamer. He relied on on guys like Bubba Dudley and Taz to like do like the the, the wrestling school and the merchandise and booking the buildings and things like that. But at the same time, he he would also like just take over everything like he had his hands everywhere in it and he i think burnt himself out and the combination of that and lack of funding and shit like that it was just a situation where he couldn't uh he, he couldn't handle it anymore couldn't take it anymore all right let's move on to the fifth night of hanukkah dennis and our next wrestler and what will he or she be receiving from you on the fifth evening of hanukkah Let's stop to your tracks right there. Okay. So all, all all the wrestlers that we thought of were all male wrestlers. Uh, can you, on top of your head, can you think of any female uh, that... Uh, I, I even say, I would even go further and say talent. Uh, wrestling talent. Did you know that Arrow was Jewish? Off the top of my head. Not no. me neither. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if there's any female wrestling talent that anyone out there knows of... Uh, Drop us a anyway, DM. you just said you just mentioned it, so I, I did. Thinking. Yeah, you know, I don't know why it just kind of rolled off the tongue. I didn't really have any rhyme or reason to why right. I did that, but you know. But anyway, that's that. Uh, what fifth day now? Yeah, right. All right, fifth day. day of Hanukkah. I'm going with my man, man Dean Malenko. All right, and, the man of a thousand holds. That uh, and what I'm going to do for him? Maybe the maybe maybe the the biggest gift I give to anybody. I'm giving him a heavyweight championship run. That 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 that. that uh, 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 the, the, not in WWF because that would not have worked, it, but it would definitely would have worked in in, in WCW. Really? No doubt about it. Oh. No, no doubt about right, it. It would have been like one of like those. It would have been one of those sneaker things too, like you know, one of those smiles, like you know, like what was that thing that um, Scott Hall won that one time that made him the number one contender and everyone knew World War he was gonna battle Yeah, have him do World War Three Battle Royale, do do and have have him win that. And you think he's whoever be whoever maybe Sting? I know Hogan would never, never a million years. So like, well, it can't be Hogan. But the prime suspect who dropped the title of Dean Malenko, Ric Flair is the champion. Okay. The, the, the Ric Flair is the champion. Dean Malenko. Dean Dean Malenko uh, wins his battle royale. That uh, and the whole time, you know, you, you know. Uh, everyone's making fun of him, like you know, you're five foot seven, and 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 that that that, and you're a cruiserweight. There's no way in hell you're gonna win win this championship. You're you're stupid. And look, I got the four horsemen just in case you, you're gonna do anything, you know. And holy shit, what happens? But that that, that Dean Malenko wins the championship. I think I really really believe if Dean Malenko got the championship under the right circumstances, it would absolutely, absolutely work. It wouldn't want to be a, t- a year run. Of course not. Couple months. Couple months. Couple months at best. Couple months. How like you know you know you know what was like my opinion? I think like the like the dead months of like WCW uh, that that uh, I think were like the summer. He gave him a nice summer run. He drops it in the fall. Get uh, that that uh, that um, and then you could give it to Hogan again or whatever. And go from there. The, the, now you made, seriously, now you made every single time where you had an opening match, where you had the cruiserweights, or mid-card match, we had the cruiserweight. Now you have a true authentic. You're like, wow, Steve Malinker's on. Come on. Gotta, now, 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 now we have to watch. Not only because you're going to get good wrestling. 
We always got that from those guys. Everyone knows that. But what kind of story and what kind of like pay? Like, what was like the you know what I mean? Like I, I always felt like like when it came to cruiserweights in WCW, I'm eating a Twinkie. It's fucking delicious, but it's pointless. Like, well, what's gonna happen? You know, you, you know, it's just nothing. Nothing like there's no growth coming out of this. I truly believe that. That, that, that I, but if you gave it to, if you gave the big boy championship to one of those guys, just for six months, three months, whatever, that, that uh, I think it will truly legitimize that that division, and, and, and that uh, and and I think it would have made Dean Malenko a true star, and I think that's why when Dean Malenko, for example, when the New Radicals. Like uh, those are called the, the, the radicals. The radicals. Yeah. When the radicals came to 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 the WWF, yep. Benoit became a star. Eddie Guerrero became a star. Hell, I even think Perry Saturn was a star until he fucking nearly killed that jobber. That's right. Mike Bell. The the only person yeah, that was that. lost in the dust was Malenko. Malenko. Yeah. But all right. I just don't think that people truly viewed. I'm trying to get at. I don't think people truly viewed Dean Malenko. As a so star. you think putting the belt on him, people would have taken him a little more Absolutely. seriously? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's go back here for a second. All right. When it comes to Malenko, all right, you can't help but notice the size issue. Yep. Okay. In the in a heavyweight title division, I think also too. As great of a performer as he was, a skilled technician, he had that persona of the Iceman when he was in the cruiserweight division. Like, to me, he was like, he was bell to bell. He was like the Arn Anderson of the cruiserweight division. He was just a serious wrestler, no nonsense, you know, gets down and dirty, scientific wrestler in the cruiserweight division. Really the anchor, in my opinion. People think Ray and all the luchadors and stuff, and that was great. Like, those guys were great, but Malenko was the one that really you were able to you were able to tell better stories with. And Jericho to a certain degree when Jericho was a part of the Cruiserweight division in WCW. Um, I think in the within the landscape of WCW before, let's say, in between 96 and 99... That wasn't possible with, for Malenko, me personally. You know, with all the names you have in there. You know, you, you, you Goldberg, Sting, Hogan, Nash, DDP, Savage, Luger, Scott Hall. You know, the list goes on and on. Flair, all those guys, right? It would, it would. I, I think Malenko in the world title picture would be, it would be laughed at. Okay, but. I think, in my opinion, the only way I think I could see Dean Malenko in the world title picture is in the year 2000, had he and the rest of the rat yeah. and the rest of the guys not left and stayed, and Russo would have pushed them. I mean, first of all, Russo would have pushed Benoit to the moon, okay? Russo had plans to do that. Russo was doing, I should say, Russo wasn't pushing him to the moon, but Russo was utilizing him better than some of the other bookers were. Okay. To to Vince Russo's credit, he was recognizing the guys that were working hard and deserved a bigger break, and and use those use those guys to the best of their ability. People talk about Bret Hart's run in WCW being a joke, and for the most part, it was. But when Russo was in charge, he put more emphasis on Bret than anyone else did. 
Okay. Now there's a lot of different variables as to why Brett didn't have a great run in WCW, but during Russo's time when he was running it, he used Brett very well. He used Benoit very well. He even tried to, you know, use Malenko very well to a degree. But if those guys didn't jump ship and go to the WWF, I could picture I could picture those like Malenko and Benoit and a few and even Guerrero and a few of those guys like in the world title scene, you know, with a Jeff Jarrett, with a Booker T, um, you know, with a Sting. Do I picture Malenko as the world champion? No, I don't. But I could picture him being more at the top of the card and taken a little bit more seriously. And I think what he would have to do and what the creative would have to do, they would have to find a story. Malenko, I I feel like Malenko would have to gain a little bit more of a personality. And creative would have to find a story that people are going to really care about and sink their teeth into when it comes to Dean Malenko. In order for him to even be considered for a run with the world title. You know what I mean? Because as much as he was a great skilled technician, he lacked a fair amount of charisma, in my opinion. That's a, that's a And if you can't connect yeah. with the audience, you got no shot. So that's just me personally. But, you know, this is your gift to him. So that's it's an interesting it's an interesting take. Uh, on, on, but like I said... I don't think it would have been a home run. Let's get that out of the way. I don't think okay. him as a champion would have been a home run. That would have been an experiment. That would have been my personal... If I was in charge of WCW, and I would throw the smoke screen. Yeah. I would, you know, Hogan, Savage, you know, the main event, Steel Cage, just, just for the hell of it. But then, like, in the undercard, I would... Uh, Malenko, Flair, rematch. You know what I mean? That, 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 uh, that, that um... I was just trying to legitimize... Uh, and I think... Cause, cause I really do think... Some of those summer, those years in the summer for WCW were just just shoot me. Then yeah. you pick it up during the fall, yep. and that's why I always think thought the heel turn for for Hogan happened at Bash of the Beach, yeah. so they could get momentum for the fall. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I don't know if you remember this, but it was like spring of '99. Malenko was a horseman. Him and Benoit were having some pretty good tag team matches against like the Filthy Animals, Ray and Kidman. Even Raven and Saturn were a team. I remember some of those matches were really good. I remember a particular triangle match they had at Slamboree in 1999 where all three of those teams wrestled. They fucking tore it up and stole the show. Um, And then not long after that, they started doing um, this turn where... You know, Flair was Flair was the president of WCW. He was a heel, but his whole horseman stable was crumbling underneath him. And Benoit and Malenko felt like they were just being used as pawns and for you know to further Flair's career. And they started doing you know the young guys versus the old guys kind of thing. And there was a lot of management issues. Bischoff got sent home. Then they brought in Russo, and they were doing all kinds of stuff. Um, so they were they were trying to utilize Malenko more higher up on the card, um, but a, a lot of things prevented that, and the major one was the the shifts in management from time to time. But Dean Malenko, world title run, that's your gift for him on the fifth day of Hanukkah. Uh, let's go to day number six. Day number six. And our sixth wrestler. I'm going uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. One of, one of my favorite Jewish wrestlers of all time. Okay. And, what, what, of course, not only am I... A billionaire. Of course, I'm a wrestling wizard as well. <laughs> that, 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 uh, no, I do not say in 96. I do not unbreak his neck. Because that was part of his lore. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think 
99.9% of the time when you break your neck, that is probably the most devastating thing that's ever going to happen in your life. But this was probably the best thing that ever happened to his life. That became his lore. I broke my neck and won, won and a gold medal. That uh, yeah. one. I could almost kind of say the guy that beat that undefeated Russian wrestler, Gardner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Other than Gardner and Kurt Angle. Can you name me any amateur no. U.S. wrestlers of all time? Nope. And some of these guys won gold medals. We don't, yeah. we don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. Or a gold medal in boxing or whatever. Yeah. That, that, uh, that if you're not a track star that, uh, or a basketball player... That they are a swimmer. We don't give a shit in, in, yeah. in this country. In blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, we will watch it, but we're not going to remember you if you're not a swimmer. Or gymnastics, too, of course. Yep. The female gymnastics. Yeah. Anyway, you get the gist. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 you, Wrestling was not on the no. map in the Olympics. No. Let's just put it down. Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle in Atlanta, broke his neck. Everyone's going, oh, my God. Uh, hey, I think some people watched it because we thought someone was going to die in the, in the center because, like, we, we when you're broken neck, especially in the mid-90s, you're just like... This guy's going to be quadriplegic. Yeah, yeah. Since, since I was months watch TV, either way, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, 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 so so he, he became a superstar that night with the broken neck, whatever. However, I'm psycho about WrestleMania 19. I raised my magic wand, and I say, you're injury-free. No injuries, Kurt. That, 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 that you're going to be 110% Kurt Angle. Can you imagine? If we, the match you would have with Brock. Just think how good it was with all the injuries. Him. It was still a damn good match. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. If I was Dave Mesler, uh, Mesler, that 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 uh, that, that I would have, you know, that, that I know he likes to give seven stars now, but but but, but uh, the five stars basis. I'm serious though. I would asshole. give it, you know, I'll give it four as close as five stars as possible yeah. without giving five stars because I think, my opinion, I don't think there's ever been a five star match yet. Yeah. I don't. That's perfection. I, I I always even flare whatever I know I'm just an asshole eating potatoes on my couch, but but uh, potato chips on my couch, but 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 but, but, but even even when I watch Ric Flair and whatever, I'm like I know the match there it is here and there, and what I got it was amazing, whatever. You get everyone, you get what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, however, that that uh, that uh, that was near perfection, and the motherfucker was barely able to walk. Can you imagine that match? Well, well, 110% injury-free Kurt Angle. It would have been, been a classic. And you know what that match gets remembered for the most? The botch. When Brock Lesnar botched yeah. that shooting star press. Nobody remembers how great the match was because of that fucking that highlight reel that makes it into all the WrestleMania you know, retrospectives and every year when they show the clips and the yeah. highlights. That makes it. And then, that, if the, he hit that, and then though, when they raise each other's hand at the end, yeah. usually, when Brock's all foggy-eyed. But yeah, no, that was, an, that was a damn good match. And that match almost didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know how much of this you remember, but you know, Angle hurt his neck, broke his neck, re aggravated it before the match like a month or so prior. And everyone wanted to see it because they had they had built up this showdown between Kurt and Brock for several months. Brock got it really started when Brock got screwed at Survivor Series by Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman helped Big Show win. Then because Paul Heyman was such a slimeball manager, they booked Big Show and Kurt Angle for the title the next month, and Kurt had the support of Brock to win the title. Brock helps Kurt win the belt from Big Show, gets his revenge on Big Show, and then it's revealed that Kurt Angle hired Paul Heyman as his manager, and it was a plan all along from Kurt and Paul Heyman to trick Brock so that Kurt could be the champion. 
Okay? And then they just, then everyone wanted to see Brock and Kurt yeah. because of the amateur wrestling background Brock had, Kurt Angle being in the Olympics. Everyone wanted to see it. They did such a great job building it up. Brock wins the Royal Rumble. Kurt's the champion going into WrestleMania. The match is going to happen. Everyone's expecting like a Matt Classic. A lot of people were. And then Kurt breaks his neck. Now, originally, when he broke his neck, and, and he told Vince he had to have surgery. The original plan was he was going to drop the title to Brock. Or they were going to hold the title up vacant. And they were going to do a tournament. And Benoit was going to win the tournament and face Brock at WrestleMania for the vacant championship. That would be a cool idea. But instead, they went with Kurt and Brock in a match on SmackDown. And do you remember when they did the switch? Yeah, the brother. Room? Yeah, they, with the yeah. brother. Yeah, it was like the quick roll up, and that was the end of it. And then that's when they decided Brock was going to work, or Angle was going to work Mania, and then he was going to get the surgery after. And then he ended up getting he. So he works Mania. It was a great match, but there were times when I remember watching that match before the botch, where like Brock. Brock bounced him around, clothesline a few times. I remember he gave him like a really vicious yeah. clothesline in that neck area, and I was like, there were some times where I was like, ooh, and ah, and like, like I was like, like walking on eggshells watching that match because, you know, everyone knew going in that Kurt wasn't a hundred percent. So, um, but that's a good. I like that hundred percent. Kurt Angle going into that match, yeah, it probably would have been. I just a can't get over. I, I really just can't get over how good that match was with a guy who. Barely could, could walk to the ring. And, yeah. and he fucking nailed it. Now, I want to give you... I, I want to step in here because I actually want to give Kurt Angle a gift on this Hanukkah. On this, this sixth day of Hanukkah, okay? I'm going to go back a little bit here in the weeds. Kurt Angle debuted in November of 1999 at Survivor Series. And they had built him up. He you know, wins the Intercontinental title, the European title, the King of the Ring... And they started doing stuff with him and Stephanie and Triple H, where they did that storyline where he was kind of smitten for her. And they had built this thing up all the way, all the way, all the way to, you know, this moment on SmackDown where Stephanie McMahon is knocked out. They were in a tag team match and she was knocked out and Kurt carried her to the back and she's on the couch and she's all loopy. And, you know, he's, he's like, I really care about you, Stephanie, please. I hope you're okay. I'm so sorry this happened. And then he just plants this big wet kiss on her. And it was three days before the match SummerSlam involving Kurt Angle, Triple H and the rock for the WWF title. And they, that was like the big hook going into SummerSlam. It's like, holy shit, Kurt just kissed Triple H's wife. What's Hunter going to do to him? Yeah. So they do that match, and that was when Triple H pedigreed Kurt Angle through the table, but he missed the table, and he smacked head first on the floor. He had the concussion, and he was legit knocked out. So they had to like kind of re like redo the match on the fly with just Triple H and The Rock. Angle would come back in, he would do his spots. The finish went off the way it was supposed to, but Kurt Angle was all loopy eyed. And then they had a match at the next pay-per-view, the Unforgiven pay-per-view with Mick Foley as the guest referee. It was Kurt Angle and Triple H. And I just felt like because that angle was so hot, no pun intended, that there needed to be a bigger payoff. And Triple H beat Kurt Angle, and he kind of, like, gave, like, this, like, really, like, rough kiss to Stephanie as, like, a message sent, like, you know, all right, I took care of this now. Like, there should be no questions that, like, you're my wife, and you've got nothing to do with him. Like, he's not, like, you know, 
I just felt like there needed to be a better payoff. This hill I will die on and tell you that Stephanie McMahon that year should have turned on Triple H and joined up with Kurt Angle. I totally agree with you. That's the gift that I the gift that okay. I want to give Kurt Angle is a better payoff in that storyline originally with Triple H. Let's, let's go back real quick though. Okay. Let's, stop, let's stop the train here. Okay. I I would agree with you. And so, so, so once again, an idea hit me. Yep. It makes a sack of potatoes. They already did it when Jericho. That's why they probably didn't, were going to try to do it again. What do you mean? You, you, you know, Stephanie joined up with Jericho. That was after. Was it? Yeah, that was a couple years oh, after. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought that was first. Yeah, no. That's... I don't know. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the the you know, street pharmaceuticals. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> but, but, but. It's all good. But, but. Uh, it's all good. That, that, uh. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that would have been perfect. And I just felt, because it was so well done. It was like, it was like the number one angle on TV at that time. I think you know what it was too, at least with me. I'm always pro, pro, uh, doing mean things to Triple H. Mm -hmm. Because, not necessarily because he was such a great heel or whatever. I'm, I'm, Triple H, truth be told. And I think it probably says on this podcast. He never did really did it for, for me. That, 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 however, I like when people did bad things to him. And he did the same thing. Like the, to think of tests and all that other stuff. Well, that's, I, I gonna, even money. I was going to get to that. I mean, Triple H's rise to the top on television as a character, um, you know, really started when he married the boss's daughter. And he married her under false pretenses. He slipped her the Mickey. And then it turned out it was a plan all along with the two of them to trick Vince, you know, he took this wholesome, you know, this wholesome young lady and turned her into this like sultry, seductive, maniacal, skeeving woman. And it would have been very fitting that, you know, at that time that the McMahon family were to try and convince Stephanie to be with a wholesome, you know, handsome, you know, good looking, athletic all-around American hero in Kurt Angle. And I just, I, you know, I, I felt there there should have been a bigger payoff for Angle because it just kind of went, it, it, it kind of went to the wayside. And I think what also, too, hurt that storyline was the fact that they revealed that Triple H was the guy that planned the hit and run for Steve Austin. So when they did the reveal that Rikishi was the driver and it fell flat, they had to go to an alternate, which was Hunter, was the one that planned the thing yeah. all along. So you couldn't have turned him babyface and then back to heel in such a short period of time. So it kind of made sense, I guess. But I just felt Kurt Angle kind of got robbed of having like that real big moment with a big name at that time like Triple H. Because he was fucking red hot that whole year. You know, retiring Mick Foley, you know, one of the very few heels at that time to main event WrestleMania with the championship and leave as the champion. So... It was, uh, I, I just felt Kurt Angle got robbed. So that's my gift to Kurt Angle for, for this sixth day of Hanukkah is that his storyline with Triple H had a better payoff that benefited him. Um, let's go to number seven. All right, seven. The seventh day of Hanukkah, Dennis Levy and I will be giving. Well, I didn't know this gentleman was Jewish until very recently. Well, I'll give it to Kane. And what I'm going to give Kane, I'm going to, that I am going to give him. Him that 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 uh, an ECW uh, run between Isaac Yankum and what we know as Kane. That uh, that uh, I think if he had like that 
edgier kind of like side of them. Just like I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say here. Like, like, like ECW. Like the one thing that it's also a gift to ECW, I guess. To would be would be that that uh, the one thing that that ECW was missing was that 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 big guy, that big like you know star. Like not, I'm trying to say is he's a big monster. A big monster guy. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like like all these guys were like you know five six two five eleven. You know you get the Jets, you get the Taz and. The, and like you know the Ravens and you know Dean Douglas is whatever mm-hmm. like you know the biggest guy is probably Bam Bam Bigelow you know what I mean that's probably like their heel monster was Bam Bam Bigelow yeah that 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 and then I guess nine one one but he was just like Paul Heyman's yeah that's right? a good point good point yeah that uh but you get you, you put Kane there that that uh, instead of I you know what I am gonna go f- further in death instead of Isaac Yankum he that, that instead of the Rocky Mountain stuff or uh, Smoky Mountain. That 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 Unabomber, right? Yeah, yeah. You go ECW. Yeah, that 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 is. I think you and as Kane, the character. No, no, not as Kane. Okay. Just as this huge monster guy that choke slams everyone through tables, and uh, you, you know, and just he's a, just a killing machine in in, uh, in ECW. You know, what I mean, giving him the world title for a year is unstoppable. That uh, that uh, it's hard to say how you're gonna make more of a star than Kane, but I'm thinking like pre. Pre Kane, how do you make him like, like a true like? Uh, I would have gone in with the Unibomb character. Yeah, yeah, with, actually, yeah, with, with like the Jason mask. It just didn't work in uh, uh, Smoking Mountain. No, yeah, different audience. I, I did. Uh, I didn't but see too much of it, but I just knew it just didn't work. Yeah, I didn't see really any of it either. But I've seen the look like Nike Come on, but yeah, not as a dentist, but like as like the Unibomb character. Like I, I feel like that would probably would have. That you couldn't do Unibomb in a well, during that time, yeah, because the Unibomber was a big deal. But here's the thing: news. you can't. I mean, you couldn't do it in WWF, but no. where could you do it in ECW? ECW. Yeah, that's a good point. They would have loved that press do, too. Yeah, you uh, do can, can you imagine too, like, like all that bad press they would have had? Oh yeah, uh, Paul Heyman would live off that. That's what I mean. Yeah. So the gift that you're giving Kane is a run. Not as Kane in the original ECW, but as, as like a variation of like the Unibomb character from Smoky Mountain. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. I um. You know, while we're at it, why don't I give the gift for Kane here? I like your I like your idea, um, but I probably would have given him a more significant run with the world title the first time. He beat Steve Austin in that first blood match, but they booked themselves into a corner. Kane, Kane would have had to have set himself on fire if he lost. Austin had to bleed, but how are you going to make Kane bleed when he's got a mask and he's got a whole full body suit? So, you know I what would, he could have done, though? Man, I'm sorry. No, done. no, go ahead. Oh, no, but go ahead. but that, that, uh, you could have had Austin win the first blood match. Then, but how? But here's the thing. It, you know, Kane's like, okay... Now I gotta go through it or whatever, you know what I mean? So he's like, fuck. You know what though? Yeah, she, she couldn't have gone. I think he was gonna do the pussy thing and run, right? Yeah. And then you go in the back. Then you have another guy come out. It's like a stuntman or something. Then you set him on fire, you well, know? They, they, so. I mean, it's hard to find. I get this. There's two robots. We're gonna find a uh, 610. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be hard to do first blood because. He was wearing a full body suit. He was wearing a mask. And at the time in the story, his the scars from his body were, you know, was what, you know, 
he was covered up because of what took place in the fire, so to speak. Then a few months before that, he had that Inferno match with Undertaker where they set his arm on fire. So, I mean, I just felt like you could have... He could have had a more significant run with him as the champion, even if, if it was for, like, a month, okay, or two, all right? They just did such a great job building him up. I think you've said it in text messages. He's probably had the greatest debut in, in, in wrestling history. I totally agree with that. Okay. That's a hill I would die on. Yeah, okay. And there's and you know what? The way it was built up, the way he came on television, the scene with with you know Hell in the Cell and ripping yeah. the door, like everything just worked. It was it, it, everything was clicking on that debut. And he, and, he, he, and he was he was he was literally the kryptonite to the Undertaker, more so than what Mankind was in the nineties in '96 when they had that great rivalry. Kane was you know this stronger force than the Undertaker. They built him up to be this legit monster, and I just felt like. Winning the title, I know Steve Austin was red hot, and I know that like he was very, you know, they, they were very ratings driven, especially with him, and so it was a it was a big ratings grab to, to, to set the rematch up the night the, the next night, but and and people were buying the pay per view, so you didn't have to milk it for another month, but still, I just thought he probably deserved a better world title run. Yeah, overall in his career, if you think about it, even you know when they gave him the belt late in like. 2010 it wasn't bad but like i it was it was one of those like too late for me you know and and he he deserved so much more his character was just so it evolved so intriguing the different turns it made um hell i would have given him a world title run after he took off the mask because yeah when they reinvented him and he had that weird look and you know it, I was like, God damn! Like they, like, like, because I thought Kane's character was dead in the water before they unmasked him. And when they unmasked him, I was like, I, I can get into this again. I thought he should have gotten the belt then. But for me, my gift to Kane this Hanukkah: significant run with the championship, something that really like sets him apart because he, I think he deserved it. I, I, and I would agree with that. I would, I would, I would, uh, I don't know if I would have gave. It gave the, the the current time frame when his first run of like you know the first blood whatever, just have Vince not or I just have him not say I'm gonna put myself on fire you know yeah that was stupid just have him lose the match and then not even a first blood match why why did it have to be a first blood match have him just you, you know have him just you, you know be Kane right in front of the Undertaker and the Undertaker you know gets all mad and it's like oh you, you know so it puts more gasoline on there. No, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, put yeah. more gasoline on uh, on their rivalry to, yeah. to, to, to go into SummerSlam and all that other stuff. But that that uh, but um, that uh, but I agree with you that 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 uh, there were not there were not time to uh, have give Kane a, a, a authentic uh, um, yeah title run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, where are we at? We we're, this is the eighth day. Eighth day. The eighth got, day of Hanukkah. And, in my opinion, my favorite. That, 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 uh, not, not my favorite per se, but but that that uh, the guy who I think is the number one most uh, uh, popular Jewish, uh, Jewish wrestler, the Macho Man. Oh yeah, happy Hanukkah. And, there, and, and there's two. You're gonna give more it, than one gift. Okay. Uh, all right. I, no, I want to give him two. But, okay, but, give him two. No, it's, but it's a podcast. You, you know. Fuck. Okay. So I'm gonna give. I am gonna give him two. I was gonna make a Jewish joke about being cheap. I don't know. I just did. It. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it said, uh, but anyway, I don't the, the, care. The, 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 we're giving two gifts. We're giving two gifts. 
Alright, so my first gift is going to be the least out of the two. Then I'll give it the main event gift. So anyway, so this is his first gift. I would that that uh, when he was a commentator and you wanted him to be a wrestler, I would say yes, you you're going to be a wrestler. Instead of him going, instead of him going to No, I want to give him three actually. Go for it. And so 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 not only yeah, so it's on the wrestling wizard of the day. For for anyway, number one, I am going to make him a wrestler again. The, the normal commentator, whatever you want, Macho Man. You're a legend. You're awesome. That uh, let's do it. Uh, probably, I, I think he did have a rivalry with with, with Razor Ramon, but I would even enhance the times ten because them that them, especially that time, would have been. Mm. We maybe have Razor as a champion and Macho Man chasing him. But anyway, I'm just going off to wrestle a little bit. But anyway, have him as a wrestler. And why not? Why? Well, and you're, or you're Vince McMahon, uh, 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 Dave. Goddamn. Uh, uh, anyway, so so why are you not having Macho Man uh, as a wrestler? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what Vince's train of thought was. I mean, other than the, other than the fact that he wanted to go for younger at that time, you know, you had Bret Hart, you had Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Yokozuna, Lex Luger to some degree. Um, you know, you had uh, Razor Ramon. You know, you had the, a lot of youth that he was trying to go with. I still felt like there was a place for Randy Savage within that group. I really do. Um, you know, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon here. And my gift to him is for him to have a better a better run on his terms in the WWF before he had gone to WCW. Meaning, like, you know... Even if, let's say, he was a commentator and they brought him in for big angles, okay? Um, he still had a lot to give, in my opinion. I really feel that way. Um, you know, there was a lot of unsettled uh, uh, storylines with him towards the end of his run, like Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon cost him the WWF title, but they never really had, like, a blow-off rivalry, you know, between the two of them. I would have loved to have seen the two of them wrestle at WrestleMania 9. Instead of Savage being on commentary. Um, there's the story out there that Randy Savage pushed for the idea to do a retirement angle and pass the torch to Shawn Michaels. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing stuff. Um, I would have loved to have seen Savage you know, work a year or so with Michaels, whether it's in tag matches and singles, then finally they have that big moment at WrestleMania and Michaels beats him and he raises Michaels' hand and that's when Savage kind of fades off into the sunset or he goes full-time on commentary, whatever. I feel like the last year and a half of his run, he should have, they should have utilized him better in ring and they didn't. I mean, fuck, they did an angle with him and the Repo Man where the Repo Man stole his cowboy hat on Monday Night Raw and then they had a match for it the next week. Like, come on. Like, that was just some fucking silly shit. But that's me. That's my gift to Randy Savage that he was able to, he was able to walk away on his terms with the WWF instead of being relegated to an announcer. But I'll allow you to, to continue with your, your multiple gifts for All Randy right, so, Savage. Alright, so, gift number two. Okay. And I'm only going to keep it three, I promise. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, gift number two. The, the the match at WrestleMania ten never happened with Crush never happened. I that uh, that wasn't a bad match. I uh, 
Come on, Dave. <laughs> Uh-oh. Come on, Dave. Really? Even the finish was a botch. Well, it, oh, when he hung right. him up and... All right, so explain to me why you felt it was bad. All right, so, so first of all, here's Macho Man. Multi, multi, multi champion. Yep. Uh, Intercontinental champion. WWF champion. Yep. Don't know if you ever was tag team, but I, no, I don't think... I, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so three Mississippis into the match... Uh, what was it? Clothesline? Crush comes in with a clothesline? Boom, and he gets the one, two, three on on, on the entrance ramp or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? It was old Texas deathmatch rules. Come on. You're the macho man. You yeah. know, and he barely got up, whatever. Anyway, that that rubbed me off the wrong way. And macho man then got like pinned like three more times or whatever. It was. And then, of course, at the way, way in. Here it is. I'm gonna tie Crush to this fucking apparatus, looking whatever. It looked like a gym. It looked like gym equipment like or something. Scaffolding. I think. Anyway, yeah, yeah. ties him up, walks away. Five, literally two seconds later, boom, he, there he goes down. Yeah. Crush says, "Ah, help me, help me!" The, the noose was the noose. Was oh loose. my god, that match. Yeah. That match was a hot fucking mess. Was it the worst was it made match of all time? No. no, but if you're gonna do a top fifty, anyway. It's on. It's a, it would be on one of those lists for me. For here's here's why I don't like that match. Okay, and this is this was this was eleven year old me thinking this. All right, a few years prior, two years prior, I remember seeing Sting and Cactus Jack from Beach Blast in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Fun match. Go out of your way to watch it on the WWE Network. Beach Blast '92. Sting and Cactus. Jack. I watched that whole show to be honest with you. It's a very underrated WCW pay per view for 1992. Um, they went all over the place, you know, uh, disqualifications, you know, were thrown out, no count outs, false count anywhere, right? They said false count anywhere on the Gulf Coast. They, like, advertised it. Real fun match. So they announced Savage and Crush, false count anywhere in Madison Square Garden, New York City. I remember them saying on TV, too, like, Savage could pin Crush in the middle of Times Square. Like, I remember they were advertising it, like, and I was like, ooh, this is exciting, because I had Cactus Jack and Sting in my brain, like, this was going to go off. So... Similar to your reaction, bell rings, Savage jumps out of the ring, runs after Crush in the aisle way, Crush lifts him up, and he, like I said, either clotheslines, or he did, I forget what he did, one, two, three, I was like, wait a minute, the match is over already? And then they announce that he's got 10 seconds, or 30 seconds, to get back in the it's ring, 10, yeah. so the match could continue, right? The old Texas deathmatch rules. They didn't explain that on television, to the best of my recollection. I could be mistaken, but I don't remember them explaining that to me. That's where that's where I was lost with it. The angle leading up to it and the rivalry with the two of them and how Crush turned on him, like all that stuff was great. The match was okay, but I was I, I had the impression it was going to be something else, and that's what bothered me. So, but continue. Anyway, that, that, yeah, I so think that we match doesn't happen. That that's match a, doesn't happen. That's a gift. That, that, that uh, maybe maybe. For his own good, maybe he's commentating that. But I'll give—I don't know. Okay, let's go in a little more depth. All okay. right. So now, now we're the head bookers of, of WWE, and and by that, that I just say Crush gets fired for you. You know, he he uh, he had uh, he did some things in a hotel or whatever. He's fired now yeah. on the fly. Who who are we getting watching man for as an opponent for WrestleMania ten? WrestleMania ten. Look at that. Who maybe left out or? All right, so is there anything for him? (sighs) 
So, I mean, you had to blow off the rivalry with him and Crush. But you're saying if, yeah. like, Crush was not in the WWF, let's say he got fired for whatever reason, yeah. how, do you, how do you acknowledge Savage on the card? Savage was not at the first WrestleMania at WrestleMania 10, or WrestleMania 1, okay? He debuted with the company, I believe, in the spring of that year. So, he didn't, he was not at the very first WrestleMania. So, you know, you had a hot angle with Razor and... And uh, and uh, the Sean for the ladder match, so you couldn't break that up. You had that finish at the Royal Rumble that year when Brett and Lex both tied, so they did the coin toss. Luger got the first pick, so Luger was going to face Yoko for the title first. The winner would face Brett later in the evening, but Brett had to wrestle twice, and therefore he had his issues with his brother Owen. Yeah. Couldn't you definitely don't no, want to, definitely no. don't want to mess that best up. opening match of all yeah, time best opening. best opening mania of all time we did an opening mania yeah. not Rushmore in that a couple years ago you and I and that was the only match that we actually agreed on yeah everything else was different yeah you and, I, yeah, <laughs> you and I, that was the only match we agreed on yeah um, where do you fit Randy Savage in WrestleMania I just can't 10? think and you got a better way better memory than me I'm just trying to think of the guys like. That card, that, that card was a strange card. So you had Brett Nowen. Yeah. Then you had a mixed tag with like Bam Bam and Luna against Doink and yeah, Dave. Doink, yeah. You had the Quebecers against Men on a Mission, which was nothing to write yeah, home don't about. Don't you remember that? You had um, Medusa or uh, Lunger Blaze against Leilani yeah, Kai. Yeah. That was a quick one. You had Adam Bomb and Earthquake, which was a, a, a squash match. Didn't really. Maybe you, give instead with. Instead of Earthquake, maybe give Anabomb to Macho Man? I, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking Jerry Lawler. That's interesting. Randy Savage and Jerry Lawler. That's interesting. You know? And what's funny? You know, you, you, this is what cracks me up about WWF. Now, I mean this. That, 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 uh, you notice of a strange fact? You can give them six... Like, this is current WWF now I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. You can give them six months to plan something out, and it comes out to be shit. Yep. But all of a sudden, a crisis happens, and they got 10 minutes to think, and they have these phenomenal matches, and they yeah. come up great. They've been forced to be very creative in the last year. Why do they. Uh, anyway, it cracks me up that, 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 that their back's against the wall. They, they've they, been they, actually be able to put out uh, good programs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that yeah, just no, boggles my mind. But anyway, yeah, that, that, that Jerry Lawler Macho Man. That, that Jerry Lawler Macho Man would have been interesting. Um, I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, both guys are very creative. You could find a way to get there. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the best I could think of in 1994 at that time. That's you not know. bad though, man. Yeah, Jerry Lawler, Randy Savage for the W. Or not, it wouldn't be for a title. Yeah, Jerry Lawler, Randy Savage, because you couldn't do. Yeah, you, you you don't want to mess up the ladder match. You don't want to mess up the title no. scene. You don't want to mess up Brett Nolan. So Savage Savage would probably have to be an attraction match, and it'd probably yeah. be against someone like a Jerry Lawler. I could see that. It could be a ref, but you're already, you're already doing that with Mr. He, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Perfect was the ref in, yeah. in, in the first match, and Piper was the ref in the second match. So where would you fit Savage in? That's right. I forget Piper. Yeah. Yeah, Piper was the ref in the second match. Yeah. They did two special referees. They made a big deal out of it. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. And, he, and I definitely wouldn't want Macho Man refereeing, uh, refereeing the... Uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. No, I didn't need Because that. he would want on him. He would take and, away from it. Yes, I mean, yeah. He would take away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Savage and Jerry Lawler, yeah. I, I could see that. WrestleMania in the Garden. Yeah. 
Yeah, we could run with that. All right, yeah. so you, you got two gifts now right. for Savage. So, so what's I, the third one? So, I, I mentioned before, the greatest gift I gave to anyone was Dean Malenko. World title. I take, it, I take it back. This is the greatest gift I'm giving to everyone. During his run in the 80s, we're, we're talking, you know, WrestleMania 5-ish. He's the top guy. He's going to win WrestleMania 5. He's going to be... He beats Hogan. He's going to be the number one guy in the WWE. He beats Hogan in the Mega Power in the Mega Powers mm-hmm. match. He's going to... He... The, the, he... 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 The, 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 uh, a lot of help with Miss Elizabeth. He's going to be the top guy. So she chooses and she chooses Randy. Yep. And helps him win and beat Hogan. Yep. I like that. I like that. And I'm a big Hogan guy. I mean, Hogan Savage are my, you know, my, my top two ever. Because I truly believe. I know people. I like people, that. But people argue with me. I, I, I love Macho Man. I really, really do love Macho Man. But I would never put him on the Mount Rushmore's or any of this or any of that. He's always been, even when he had the championship, he was always the number two guy. I would even argue sometimes even when he was a champion, the number three guy. That, 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 uh, but, however... Yeah, he was in a tough spot. That uh, that uh, I, I would give him, for my Hanukkah present, Gun Wrestling Wizard and all that other stuff, that he beats, be, Hogan. Be, beats Hogan and he is the guy. And Hogan's now the number two guy and... And he has to take back season. Fuck the Ultimate Warrior. It's Macho Man. Wow. I, I... Macho's a heel. It can't be. He's got to be a face. So so so. So this is how I book it. Okay. This is how I book it. I want to hear this. I would have Hogan as a tweener. Just for his one match as a tweener. He he has the highs for Miss Elizabeth, yeah. which is crazy. Lost in your eyes, Hogan. Is that me? He's right. Yeah. And he finally like, kind of shows it, and he kind of goes, it goes, and, and during his promo at WrestleMania, during the day, yep. he's gonna go. I'm gonna show everybody, and especially Miss Elizabeth, I'm a better man than you, Macho Man. So now we know his so intentions. Now we know his intentions were all along. To, exactly. To... So so now we're gonna now so now we're cheering for the Mach Mach. Now 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 we know the, the Macho Man was kind of right. So now we can. So now we're gonna have just for just like Hogan Rock, just for one match, we're gonna have a double switch. We're gonna, and and that uh, and Hogan's gonna keep on looking at Miss Elizabeth and goes, "You want this for your man? You want a man like Ooh. this?" Ooh, I like this. And that that that, that uh, but 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 you I like know. this. That's good, man. That's good stuff. That, I that's like that. that's that's my that's my gift. That 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 wow. that, that, that you do a double switch, and Macho Man becomes the top guy. And we're talking, wow. and we're talking, like we're talking WrestleMania six, that that's is Warrior, Macho Man, that that, and we're talking, and we're talking. Wow, you're really, you're, you're, that's what I mean. Hogan's he's really taking a back no, that's the thing. He's the top guy. Well, that that uh, that um, Hogan's so, so eventually Hogan will be the top heel. Eventually, yeah. Okay. Wow. That uh, that that's my gift for him. Okay. You know what? I like that. That, that, that honestly, and he has the image. He has the girl and all that stuff. He has the, the girl next door, and and you're you you know you're a Macho Man. That that uh, I really really think. Look, do I think that'd be pretty? 
<laughs> Do I really think they'll be printing money like they would with Hogan? Probably not. But I still think it would work. Shit. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Wow. What a way to end this uh, this Hanukkah special here on Kicking Out of Two. Thank you. This has been a blast. Oh, a lot I, of fun. Know, I, had to, I had to put something in your wheelhouse in the holiday season. So uh, hope everyone's enjoying the, the the binge of shows that we got for you here for the month of December. Hanukkah did some uh, you know recapping of my wrestling action figure collection with my Hasbro's and my ECW toys and my WCW Galoob figures. Uh, we got some we got some more binges, uh, some more shows for you to binge on this holiday season. So. Uh, Hope you all enjoy, and we'll catch you next time here on Kicking Out at 2.